This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, we're in a theater. People clap. It's the live show. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we watch every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology series, Tales from the Dark Side, and report it back to you. We are live at Go Comedy Improv Theater! I'm Matt Noz. With me is Matt Rose and Jen Hansen. How are you all doing tonight? So good! Great. Oh my god. (laughs) This is season three, and season three, if this is any indication, will be the best of the bunch. It's Take that for what you will. Yeah, I mean, if you recall, season two started off strong and had a, had a creamy middle. They, sh- <laughs> <laughs> they certainly wouldn't have blown all their budget on the makeup effects in this episode. Ah, Today we are watching The Circus, and as is our tradition and continues to Mm be, uh, we are going to tell you what we thought this episode was before we watched it. Um, Anybody want to go first? I'll I'll go first. All right, hit it, Maddie. The Circus, a cursed man-child, finds that after a tornado has dropped a circus in his backyard, the town doesn't like it and burns him at the stake. (laughs) Close. <laughs> Pretty close. Didn't they make that into a movie? It was called Big Top Pee Wee. That's funny. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is The Circus. It's Barnum versus Bailey when a trip to the circus meets the purge. And all the monkeys have guns. <laughs> I like that one. Tell me you wouldn't watch that. I would totally watch that. Yeah. Or Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> I wrote in a very same vein, wow, Barnum and Bailey sure has fallen. (laughs) What's a guy got to do for a clown to to honk his horn? (laughs) You can take that any way you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Season three would be when it would get risque, too. (laughs) Unfortunately, that was not what any of these episodes were about, or this particular episode was about. Instead, Jen, hit us up with the sweet deets. Here are some sweet deets about the circus. We're talking about season three, episode one. Newspaper man Bragg debunks charlatans as a way of, quote, staying sane. His latest quarry is the obscure circus of Dr. Niss. When Bragg visits Dr. Niss, uh, when Bragg visits, Dr. Niss tries to prove its authenticity. This aired September 28th, 1986. Uh, it was directed by Michael Gornick. He was the director of Creepshow 2. He was the cinematographer for Creepshow and Dawn of the Dead. Oh, wow. Uh, did a bunch of stuff with George A. Romero. Uh, this episode was written by George A. Romero based on a story by Sidney J. Bounds. Uh, George A. Romero, obviously Zombie King. Um, <clears throat> William Hickey played Dr. Niss. Uh, he was in, you've seen him in a million things. He was in. Oh, yeah. Puppet Master, Christmas Vacation, Princey's Honor. Uh, Princey's Honor. He was he was Princey's. He was he was in Producers. Uh, Christmas he was Vacation too. Christmas Vacation. He was Princey. Uh, he was in Tales from the Crypt. Uh, he's in the Tales from the Dark Side uh, movie in uh, the Cat from Hell. Uh, Kevin J. I'm sorry, Kevin O'Connor uh, uh, was Bragg. I don't know why I wanted him to be a Kevin J. O'Connor. Uh, Bragg. He was in Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Uh, Ed French was the vampire. Uh, he is, uh, he's actually an, um, a special effects artist who's been in a ton of stuff, uh, or he's worked on a ton of stuff. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side, uh, Westworld, American Sniper, Tim and Eric, Buffy, Terminator, Chud, Sleepaway Camp, like his list was, Holy yeah, God. Holy shit. yeah, his, his 80s list was expansive. Uh, Jacques Sandelescu was, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to assume nice. that's right, thank you. Uh, he was Nanouche. Um, and certainly not Torgo. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not George the Animal Steel. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I thought the same thing. 
Uh, his claim to fame, at least in my part, he uh, was in trading places as creepy guy. If you'll recall when uh, Penelope is at the, pol the police station uh, and there's a woman sitting next to him while she's waiting to, uh, uh, waiting to pick up her fiance uh, and the guy says, that's your purse, that's a nice purse. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> Uh, and David Thornton, who was the werewolf, um, has done a few things, but he was married to Cindy Lauper, or, or is married to Cindy Lauper, since 1991. What? Which is surprising, because I thought she was gay. <laughs> and hey, live your life. Live, do what I... Friend, hey, Cindy Lauper yeah. saw a werewolf and was like, that's it for me. Yeah. Little werewolf dick? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cream jeans. Yeah, you guys, man. What, too much? <laughs> All right, sorry, guys. Oh, uh, it's season three. And man still lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But, but there is, unseen by most, an underworld. Oh, is it a place that's just as real? But not as brightly lit. Yeah, it's a dark, dark side. side. Oh, it's a dark, dark side. Yeah. yeah, it's a dark side. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God bless you. The door from the dark side swings wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and we are welcomed to a new font. A, a new, new font. font. A new font. That was the most exciting thing. <laughs> yes, we've yeah, been. I in wrote it. I put it in a little <laughs> box right here. New font. We've been in Times New Roman for a whole season, and yeah. here we are in Courier. Uh, <laughs> that's how you know time <laughs> has marched on because the effects don't change. <laughs> <laughs> the effects don't change. I wonder what season four is going to be like. Oh, uh, uh, new font, I guess. Uh. Uh, so we open up to uh, Mr. Bragg, circus critic, because that's a job. <laughs> you know, you guys, when you go to read the paper and you're like, oh, what's, what's in the news today? Oh, I'll read the circus critic column. <laughs> I, well, uh, that's the thing. I, I go to the newspaper boy who's on the corner. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, uh, here you go, kid, and get yourself a licorice whip. Oh, and he takes it and he bites it. Yeah. Yep. He bites it, he tests to make sure that it's real. <laughs> and then I open up and I'm like, periodicals, periodicals, where's the circus reports? <laughs> In conclusion, this circus was bogus. The, <laughs> the elephant was no more than a bovine in a hat with a trunk on it. Well, Two I, stars. <laughs> <laughs> Why, those weren't lions at all, except a man with a mane. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Mr. Bragg, uh, who is apparently a critic, but also seems like he is just a skeptical hobo. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like Indiana Jones by way of John Constantine. <laughs> well, here's a real strange thing, because this stays consistent throughout the episode. Everybody went to the Tom Waits school of acting. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just all, all a bunch of like drifters. Yeah. Well, so, so I have to say that Bragg had the good looks. Of, oh God! <laughs> the good looks of a David Johansson with the soothing voice of Alex Rocco. <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> so he's. So he's wandering around outside of the circus. And we see a banner. We see, we see Dr. Niss, exhibition of wonder. And we see, look at the vampire, the alive mummy. Which is a the great wolf name. Man. The wolf man. Ooh. Dracula's mummies, alive wild dogs. <laughs> <laughs> this circus has everything. <laughs> a lamb, but don't come in if you like lambs, because it's going to be a real bummer. <laughs> And this, this Jagmo starts monologuing. Yeah, so Burroughs starts talking. <laughs> the atmosphere is cheerless. He's, he's narrating to no one. Also, he's complaining that it's boring. Does he not know he's outside, outside. of the circus? <laughs> Does he just go to the front of every circus tent? It's like, oh, it's happened again. I see no ringleader. I see no lion. One and a half stars. Another bogus circus. <laughs> I don't know how to get into tents. <laughs> is, that, is that the admission you want? They won't take me off circus beat. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's narrating, 
he may or may not be taking notes. Uh, maybe he's just talking to his hat. I wasn't sure. Uh, but he's complaining about the circus. He, he lights a, a cigarette, uh, drops his match carelessly on the fire, or on the, on on the, the ground, floor. on the floor. Um, and then we are introduced to Dr. Niss, who comes out to say, fire is the archenemy of the circus. Or something like that, because three quarters of his lines are, I just wrote, unintelligible. William Hickey's delivery is if someone who they forgot to mic. <laughs> and he's like, I don't care. And he is a fantastic actor, but has he ever not looked like a corpse? <laughs> I put that he looks like a 12-year-old boy skeleton come to life. <laughs> Ted said. Wearing a bullfighter's vest. <laughs> Ted said, Sandy Dennis does not look well at all. <laughs> So they, uh, so, and, and Dr. Niss n- knows of the circus criticism. He knows him quite well. Oh, he's read the dailies. I've, I have all your clippings. <laughs> oh, I've heard you debunk many a bearded lady. I've seen all the articles in Circus Beat. <laughs> we all knew that that goat man was in a costume. But brag, you busted it wide open. <laughs> Daily Carnival. <laughs> the Daily Carnival. I don't know. And then he has food review, popcorn, right. stale. <laughs> <sighs> Invest in a sense of wonder. Yes, this is a big theme running through the whole thing. Dr. Niss would like you to invest in a sense of wonder. Uh, they're reading the, uh, he's reading the poster, Bragg's reading the poster. And it says, uh, yes, invest in a sense of wonder. Man into werewolf, here are all the things you will see. Bring the kids. Interesting. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't interesting? Well, I know what happens later, so no. <laughs> uh, I'd like to get uh, uh, one adult and three children's tickets for the circus. Okay, uh-huh. Um, what time do they, uh, do they do the little show with the lion? Yeah, I'm sorry. There's no lion here. Oh, okay. Kids, there's no lion. What about the, um, do you have like a monkey on a tricycle? Uh, we got loose dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lamb in a bag. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we get to lamb bag. Um, what's, I guess, what's your, your main attraction? Uh, we got a Dracula. <laughs> Oh, I cannot wait to talk about this Dracula. <laughs> but we got a little more BS uh, exposition <laughs> between William Hickey and Mr. Bragg. How, I just want to know, how is this called a circus? I mean, call it a freak show or something? Call it something? a freak show, fine. It's not a circus. Well, to be fair, we've only seen part of it. We, haven't, <laughs> like, we only saw the, the Wolfman, the Dracula, and the Mummy. We don't know what else they have. So maybe there were like clowns and... Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> I can only imagine what their clowns were like. <laughs> This is a classic Jim Rose sideshow yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> William Hickey drills a hole in his yeah. head later. <laughs> Perry Farrell saw it. He was like, get on Lollapalooza with us. People are going to love you. Act, All right. Act break. There is an act break there. <clears throat> they come back. William Hickey's character, Dr. Niss, goes, so how did you get here? <clears throat> It's my best William Hickey. That was sounds perfect. It's that was no. That, I'm sorry. That was too clear. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> try to try to mumble it this time. There you go. There we go. There it All is. right. Yep. So apparently, Bragg hit a snag in the road and crashed his car into a tree. Yes. It definitely wasn't because of that bottle in his pocket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty seconds into meeting Bragg, he has a flask out and yeah. he's doing shots. <laughs> I feel like he hits a lot of uh, snags in the road. (laughs) (laughs) Or life, yeah. I think this is why he was put on circus Circus beat. (laughs) They just want to get him out of that office. There's got to be another uh, secret circus out there, way out there. Come on, we're getting a lot of sexual harassment complaints. Frank's office mates are just like, he sleeps, he farts, got to get him out of here. He smells like a dumpster. Hey, you're on Warp Beat, right? <laughs> Jerry's on Warp Beat. 
Why don't we open up that circus beat? <laughs> I do it myself, but I, 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 I got to go on a different Oh, beat. we got you on pub beat. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so so Bragg starts talking about how there are rumors of a <laughs> crazy a rumors of a freak crazy show. rumors of a freak circus in isolated villages. Isolated villages. They never open in big towns. No, this is your Almont circus. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of a small town. That never worked. <laughs> <laughs> this is Duran's circus. No, they wouldn't even open in Manistee. Okay. <laughs> He is he is monologuing to the heavens now. I'm not paid to sell newspaper. I'm paid to sell newspapers, not debunk charlatans. But I'm disgusted, and this is deplorable, and I leave my disgust with the milk. It's just a side benefit. Yeah. Yeah, debunking sideshow freaks is just a benefit of the it circus It keeps him beat. sane. It keeps him sane. You know how when you read a restaurant review... Wait, like a real one or yeah. one on Yelp? Yeah, no, a, re- a real one, a real one. And the restaurant critic debunks the chef. Classic chef debunk. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, where he's just like, that chef wasn't using knives. Oh, you got me. <laughs> they were pre-cut. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go back. Where's, he gonna, where's this chef going to go back to? <laughs> he just goes into the walk-in and sits there. And just shame. He just dies like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. It's, it's just him. He's like, you're the only one who understands me, produce. <laughs> just holding a head of lettuce. Oh, alas, poor Horatio. <laughs> I knew him well. Poor Yorick. Your poor Yorick Christ. It's okay, Matt. <laughs> I'm in a theater. Oh, <laughs> it was so close. We got it. it. <laughs> hey, um, it's me, Bragg. Could I get a show? A private show? Like one of those private, you know, champagne room shows? <laughs> you want me to show you my dick? <laughs> well, William Hickey's pants are high enough for all of us to see his dick. <laughs> He is moose knuckling it like crazy <laughs> down there. So yes, uh, so Nis asks him if he's gonna stay for the show, and Hickey's got more circuses to get to, I guess. Uh, so he yeah he asks for a, a private viewing. I would love I, I would love to you private. I insist I, on it. <laughs> the first thing that happens. George the Animal steel wheels out a coffin. <laughs> would you say he tends to the place while the master's, master's away? away? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, this is a real like shirtless Tor Johnson mo- moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for real. It, it, he comes out, and then the coffin opens. I can't wait to talk about the vampire. I'm so excited. <laughs> and we are welcomed to the Dracula character. Now, I think we all wrote down descriptions of what we think this Dracula character looks like. Who wants to go first? Oh, did you say Dracula character? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you mean Marlon Brando in the Island of Dr. Moreau Part 2? <laughs> Is that what you meant? Oh, did you say Dracula character? Or did you mean a melty F. Murray Abraham from the beginning of Amadeus? So I wasn't convinced that it was a Dracula character because it kind of looked... It looked like a bit player in like a Star Trek The Next Generation episode. So I just called him Draculon for the rest of the episode. I would have also accepted Gorn from Star Trek. <laughs> I, w- I would have also accepted gooey Ethel Merman. <laughs> I was like, is this like, it's kind of like a melty Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> like a white chocolate one. Yeah. <laughs> like that just somebody had touched a couple of times. He's a real mess. Well, Okay. Thumbs up, thumbs down to this Dracula. I still have to give it a thumbs up. I'm sorry. I, for the show, I totally give it a thumbs up. It was it was a creature makeup in '86. It probably would have been cool as a kid. I would have been like, oh, that's awesome. 
it's so weird because it's, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's Darth Vader when the mask comes off, obviously. <laughs> but, but no, I, I totally, I, I would have totally given it uh, a pet. I like that it wasn't just... You know, blah. It, it wasn't uh, the Dracula from uh, a few episodes ago where it was just a guy with a widow's peak and like a cape. Yeah. I mean, this one still had a cape, but you're right. I mean, he looked yeah. he, he looked like a grilled cheese that had been peeled open. <laughs> <laughs> Torgo brings him up, uh, moves up close to him and you see a bag. And he reaches in and he pulls out a baby lamb. So Where I'm not going to lie. Where get a lamb? I'm not going to lie. For the first couple seconds, I thought it was a koala. And I was like, where the hell did they get a koala? Oh, it's a, it's a lamb. Where did they get a lamb? You didn't think we'd kill the koala. Koala? Yeah, no. Fort Fairlane. <laughs> That's it just for Matt and me. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, the lamb goes closer to Dracula's face. And then we we see a stuffed animal filled with raspberry jam <laughs> get mushed into his maw. I wrote down it looked like I wrote down that he he bites into a towel in a vaguely <laughs> lamb shape. I don't know. Just put some googly eyes on this towel. Throw it at him. <laughs> Yeah, just put we, it. But we saw the lamb like a minute ago. Yeah, People are going to yeah, remember don't worry it. About it. It was just People are going to be transfixed by the Dracula. Okay. <laughs> We're running out of towels is all I'm saying. It, it certainly doesn't look like that guy from the end of RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bragg is transfixed. He says, this was no mere illusion. <laughs> you wouldn't show this. To children. To children. Yeah, your poster says bring the kids, bro. This, uh, no, no, no. For, uh, for the kids, we bring a, out a snake or a rodent. But, but <laughs> they have that to makes it better yeah, to watch yeah. a vampire snake on a, a, a snack on a snake or a rodent. Yeah. That wouldn't scare children at all. And your kids, your rodents. <laughs> Now, once again, you can take Matt Noss's professional William Hickey impersonation <laughs> class. That's five dollars in the back alley after this show. Bring a snake or a rodent. <laughs> Rodents aren't hard in Ferndale. <laughs> take that rat problem. Uh, <laughs> really sticking it to this bird. Boy, we got political on the show. It's time All someone I'm knocked Ferndale down a peg. <laughs> All I'm saying is that the railway is a railway for rats. And uh, I need a Dracula. Uh, okay, to take, Brooks Patterson. Uh, <laughs> Look, I need a Dracula to take care of this rat problem. Well, now we got dogs that we got to bring in for all the Draculas. Dracula sees a loose dog. <laughs> two, and, two loose dogs. And two loose dogs. And he's like, "Well, back in the coffin." Well, he no, he hisses. And then, like, does a feigns. Yeah, and then what I love is that when he falls back into the coffin, there's two doors on the coffin. One, two. It's like a barn door. He's got yeah. a Dutch door on his coffin. <laughs> so he can conduct business. <laughs> and also because... He also runs the lemonade stand. Or he was on You Can't Do That on Television. Oh. <laughs> and he loves Hee Haw. <laughs> Roy Clark was in the background. He's the Frankenstein. <laughs> so, so Bragg is Bragg is asking about the dogs, and William Hickey gives him a very clear explanation and says, <laughs> "Unintelligible, unintelligible." What I deciphered was, "I'm taking care of the pests." <laughs> Well, they also once they again back care. <laughs> It's it's worth at least ten dollars, everybody. Yeah. No, uh, they, apparently the dogs also take care of questions, like plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> just just put a dog on it. <laughs> oh, one one out of this episode. Here's a dog, <laughs> and here's a not even rat figure <laughs> smeared in what ketchup. What was that? Well, it was just a sock. <laughs> So the dog, so they're in, I guess, the big top. 
<clears throat> and and they're in the circle. They're in are the they? Ring. I don't even think they. I thought they just wheeled the Dracula out. But no. I think they're in like they're in the tent. They're in the ring. Mm. Because their seats around, and oh, these dogs true. are doing what dogs do, not paying attention to anything or their bodies. <laughs> no, and they're cute dogs. They're, they seem like very nice dogs, and you can tell. Yeah, there but was they're like, supposed to be trained like attack dogs. I am aware they are supposed to be, but the dogs in the shot that I saw were very nice dogs who had barking sounds ADR. <laughs> <laughs> these dogs were just like, I'm gonna knock over some some benches. I'm gonna knock over a boom mic. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I found the I found the sock that's filled with peanut butter. Yeah, you got my kind of boom mic. Yeah, I just want to find the talk. I got it. I yeah. like how the attack dog then offered the rat to the stranger. Yeah. <laughs> At least offer it to William Hickey first. It's because he was a good boy. <laughs> and they had company. <laughs> or he felt bad for Bragg. Because yeah. he's a human rumpled shirt. <laughs> <laughs> is this another act break? Yeah, so we yeah, have another yeah. act break. The third act is dense. There's a lot it, there's, that happens. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot that goes on. But um, when did William Hickey ZZ top himself? <laughs> it was then. It was the top of the third act. Yeah. Yeah, suddenly he he's in a ringmaster outfit. He comes back and suddenly he's Carl Weathers from the beginning of Rocky IV. Yeah. <laughs> Living in America. <laughs> he has a top hat and, and yeah, the grandmaster's coat from the circus, the ringleader. Mm -hmm. He's spangly as fuck. But, <laughs> but he had none of this before, and the act break would lead you to believe that we came right back. Yes. I, I would have... <laughs> I would have been led to believe that by the fact that the dog still had a rat in its yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, everybody was still at the same place. Except yeah. I just let him have a rat in his mouth. Gonna go get my coat and hat now. <laughs> See you in a couple seconds. I'm back. That's what we missed during the commercial break for all the Kenner toys. <laughs> to, be, to, to be fair, we don't know how many flasks he had in his jacket. That's true, yeah. So this is around the time that he retracts his accusations of a lack of showmanship. Yes. Um, I guess when you see the star-spangled uh, William Hickey, you take it back a bit. Yeah. But <laughs> Oh, say, have you seen <laughs> all the dogs eating socks? <laughs> they are filled with red goo. Woof, woof, ADR. <laughs> all right. <laughs> At this point, does uh does William Hickey's character Doctor Nisko think he got to come backstage with us, man? Yeah, come with me if you <laughs> well, dare. If if that's what you heard, I I deserved a bunch of mumbling, but yeah. <laughs> well, buddy, I think it's time to go backstage. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh God. <laughs> <sighs> Backstage. Sensual. Wesker! Sensual Dracula locked up in a cage. <laughs> Did you think that they were like, look, we Gonna fuck? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. So, Dracula, how long you been here? <laughs> or was it because the, the production team was like, we spent so much money on Dracula's makeup. <laughs> We are going to show him as many times human, as humanly possible. I'm surprised they didn't have him sweeping up in the first scene. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you guys, come back here. Come back here. They built a whole set in the back, too. <laughs> There's a bunch of cages yeah. with cobwebs. Come on, put the actors in it. <laughs> we forgot to mention, but when, when the Dracula bites this lamb, there are... The towel. Two to three second holds on him while he just goes <laughs> <laughs> where he shows off his, his awesome he shows fangs. Off, yeah. He shows off his fangs and his blood covered face and is like okay we get it. We got it. We're good. Goes back to them talking for a second. Back to Dracula! <laughs> Uh, just uh, as the makeup artist, I just wanted to say, like, you can really see, like, even in the bicuspids, like, if you look at that, like, I, I just, I would put in another shot if it was my episode. 
I mean, which I guess it is, because I did a lot I mean, of work. I mean, don't waste the Dracula. You are. We're just, we're I mean, just get it for B-roll for another episode. So, uh, hey, Drac. <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> Maybe uh, we could get out of here. And I could take you to dinner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it could it could work, though. <laughs> You're right. I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> oh, it's a sad story. <laughs> so... So we see Dracula in the cage yet again. Uh, he's, uh, uh, the doctor is is spitting some noise about how normally they're like free range monsters. Right. Yeah, they're just allowed to roam the yeah. area. But when they put them in cages, apparently they're now afraid of lanterns. Yeah. <laughs> it's an indictment of the uh, the farming system in the United States. I think it's what this episode really is about. Absolutely. Yeah. Take that, GMOs. <laughs> Monsanto. Um, we get to the werewolf cage, or the or dude, the or the dirty guy, the cage. dirty guy yeah. cage. Oh, you mean Cindy Lauper's future husband's yes. cage? You know, lycanthropy can't be timed. It can't be perfectly timed. And if if there's one thing that we would love everybody to take home with them tonight, <laughs> it's those words. <laughs> Lycanthropy cannot be perfectly, perfectly timed. timed. So am I the only one who thought that their wolfman looked like the guy from the beginning of Ghostbusters who keeps getting shocked until the gum falls out of his mouth? <gasps> yes! <laughs> Holy cow, yes! Yeah. Either that or <laughs> or Louis Skolnick as the nutty professor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Disgusting. Oh, yeah. So... His Bragg's lines from here on out just might as well be skeptic, 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 skeptic. But it Which is, he did just see a vampire. Eat a lamb. Yeah. But it is at this moment that I realize that Bragg is actually Bobby Boris Pickett, and he is witnessing the monster mash. <laughs> <laughs> It's an origin story. Because he backs up, and there's a Frankenstein. Just a loose Frankenstein. Well, I don't think he backed up so much as got barreled over by Frank, but yeah. And then we watch Frankenstein do a dance? Yeah. Perhaps a graveyard smash? (laughs) We saw Dr. Niss talking about how fire was dangerous and how we had to stamp it out in in like a dance pattern. In a rhythmic... Progression? I'm saying it is already late at night. They are working. A circus <laughs> is a sort of lab. I mean, we Connect all... Connect the dots, sheeple. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Oh, <laughs> the Monster Mash <laughs> was written by a news reporter. Who actually, based on real events. Easy, Alex, easy. $500 worth of vitamins to protect yourself from it. I am a man. Ha! (laughs) Buy these vitamins. (laughs) Buy these lead-tainted vitamins. I do not know if we can keep the lights on for another 30 seconds. Uh, We just really, we got our pro-man, pro-man vitamin. Alex, my dog. (laughs) Alex, my dog's out. I like dogs. Guys. (laughs) It's a graveyard smash. <laughs> that might just be for you all, by the yeah. way. <laughs> that may be cut. Uh, so the wolfman eats some meat. Uh, skeptic, skeptic, skeptic. Angry, angry, angry. Some barbecue ribs. Yes, yeah. some barbecue ribs. Wolfman eats some meat. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. <laughs> then we get to the reanimated corpse that is certainly not a Frankenstein. And certainly not with a fake arm. <laughs> Matt kept hitting me during this part. It was like, just watch this. And he kept like going down. It was like, I, I went to school with you. You never took notes like this. What the fuck? And so he just keeps like putting his head down. And I'm just like, no, seriously, this. watch this. <laughs> like he looked like Tetsuo 
<laughs> at the end of Akira with that arm, just swinging it around. And they put bacon in his, in his pockets so the dogs were just like, I yum, yum, yum in it up. But it was a classic misdirection when you have a giant arm and then the head falls off instead. It got me. It, it just fell off, dude. Yeah. It's not like someone hit it. It's just like he stopped all of a sudden and the head just flew off. Well, it was a dog shake. <laughs> you ever seen a dog shake the head off a man? <laughs> we have. <laughs> we all watched it tonight. tonight yeah. uh, and then he tells Torgo, uh, uh, Dr. Niss tells Torgo, uh, take him to the surgical, the, the, surgical, the surgical wagon. wagon the surgical wagon. Which is like a lab. <laughs> Late at night? Yeah. <laughs> Eerie sights? <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, and Bragg is is just is tripping out. This is a nightmare. This is disgraceful. Two and a half stars. I'll never <laughs> <laughs> review this circus again. I won't rest until you're banned. Yes. Eradicated. Will not return. <laughs> Service was slow and unpleasant. <laughs> Popcorn, chewy. <laughs> Elephant ears, uninspired. Uh, funnel, funnel cakes. Black funnel. <laughs> Cotton candy, very little cotton. Churros, too ethnic for me. Tacos, not ethnic enough. Right, spaghetti, not authentic. (laughs) Can you imagine eating spaghetti at a circus? Oh my God. Wait, you guys haven't eaten spaghetti at a circus? You get that big cone of spaghetti, and then you just want it's heaped. Right. And they'll put they'll, they they take put a, a thing, meatball on top, yeah, and then they squeeze whatever sauce you want on top of it, like a snow cone. <laughs> I, I thought it was just a snow cone. Oh, God. oh yeah! Oh, I yeah. am not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh now, but what she what she makes linguini cones. <laughs> Y'all gonna be jealous? Yeah. <laughs> Whose tummy's rumbling? Uh, so we get to finally we get to a classic tales from the dark side trope which is the two-minute stare in the stall. They are out of ideas and money, (laughs) and this episode still has to get made. This episode is 19 minutes long at this point, so let's just have Bragg and Dr. Niss stare at each other for a while. You know what would be better? Let's just put them in front of a corpse that rocks back and forth. Well, hold on. No, let's have mysterious music of monks chanting. Oh, like something's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but let's not have anything happen. Well, <laughs> it's another misdirection. <laughs> because in a TV show, people think things that things will happen, so it's, <laughs> no, it'll not really this freak show. them out if not nothing happens. No. <laughs> well, what does happen is that we basically get the guy that uh, John Doe's been keeping alive in Seven <laughs> put into a or just what John Carpenter looks like now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Too much? <laughs> <laughs> Poor John Carpenter rolling around in his money. <laughs> <laughs> so the, so we basically see this body in a sarcophagus just being like, eh? <laughs> just eh? moving he's, back and forth. He's doing his best William Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> I like the model pose you're taking with it right now. <laughs> it's summer. It's fresh. <laughs> 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 he's a mummy, but he's a modern mummy. <laughs> mummy in the city, right, right after Drexel's class. Kim Cattrall is at it again. <laughs> Kim Cattrall is the mannequin from Mannequin falling in love with a real-life mummy. <laughs> it's mummy in the city. A oh. mummy on a motorcycle? <laughs> 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 Just the Doppler shift. <laughs> Hang ten, mummy. Oh, <laughs> radical. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those were not mummy sounds. No. <laughs> ah. Da 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 uh, so now is when we get back into the talk about uh, only believers are safe True here. True believers. True believers. Doubters should open their hearts. Because if they don't open their hearts, 
They gotta get head smashed by it. They well, could they could die of shock. Yes. Well, yeah. It's if they don't. Uh, if a if a doubter uh, doubts, uh, then eventually he will meet face to face with what he denies. Right. If a man and believes in a ghost and he sees a ghost, he'll just be frightened. But if a man doesn't believe, he'll be so shook that he'll be Baba shook. Or get choked by headless Frankenstein. Yes. One or the other. Well, was he choked or was he just... Just sort of jostled. <laughs> jostled by the doctor and reanimator. <laughs> he was loosely clammy hand, <laughs> clammy handed by Frankenstein. Like Frankenstein was like... See you guys later. Whoa! Frankenstein's taking the big waves. Frankenstein, big kahuna. Oh, Frankenstein. Oh, longboard. Christ. Hi, audience. You're watching people lose their mind. So, so uh, our man Bragg is knocked out. We're never going to get a review of this circus now. <laughs> God, and this one seemed pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> now we, uh, we get the, uh, the final tour of the circus. Now it's in action later that evening. We do. We get the Dracula. You got your classic Drac? We get the mummy. We have a fully transformed Wolfman. Yep. That we stay far enough away to see, <laughs> to make sure we don't see how bad the costume is. Or how much his cage shakes and how easily he could escape. <laughs> it's a real dark shadows. <laughs> yeah. And then William Hickey talks about the living dead man. Or the guy who lost a fight with a bag of flour. <laughs> Yeah, why was he splotchy? <laughs> so it's Bragg, it's Bragg's head now on the uh, on the Frankenstein. Like oh, was saw, it? Yeah. Oh, I just I thought I just thought it was all. him. What did you, yeah, no, it was uh, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see the the mark or the stitches or anything. I just I just thought that they were like, "All right, well, we're just going to leave the Frankenstein on the cart and then just put Bragg in the cage, <laughs> sprinkle him with a little flour. He's fine." No, I would have what do you guys think? Yeah. Boo! Okay, who thinks I'm right? <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, Good. That's wow. I oh, we missed Steve that. is shaking his head. No, Steve. Steve does not believe it. All right. Uh, we'll have. Okay, great. Well, we're gonna have to start all over again, guys. <laughs> great. Hope you're happy. Yeah, let's start the episode, Pete. <laughs> all right. So it starts in on Henry Winkler's <laughs> deadbeat brother. <laughs> Potsy and Ralph Mouth are there. <laughs> <laughs> He's a corpse. It's the end of the episode, and he is a corpse. And we've all learned a lesson about not doubting things. Or going to a freak show. Don't like go this. to a freak show or the circus because it's cruel to dogs lambs. and lambs. Yeah. <laughs> dogs and lambs mainly. Well, rats. And rats. The and dogs snakes. not so much. <laughs> yeah. And snakes. And reporters. Good app. And and wolfmen. And wolfmen. Good well, he did, Good he, did, he did get ribs. Yeah. So I have to walk that one back a bit. Yeah. But yeah. I thought good up. Good up. Good up. Good up. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come out to you guys. Uh, does anybody have any questions about this episode or any transmissions from the dark side lore uh, that you have right now? I can't see too much, but uh, uh, it will only. Yes. Oh. Yes. Big thanks and Big apologies thanks to apologies Steve Barman, Steve who Barman. asked the question that's coming up here. Unfortunately, we Unfortunately, did not have a microphone have set up in the audience, the audience so, so you couldn't hear it. Couldn't hear it. Oh, that question was from well, we would, uh, Steve Barman, and that was an amazing question. Uh, to repeat <laughs> it, just so we have it um, on the mic for the for the podcast, it's we have a hundred million dollars, and we can remake one episode uh, of the ones that we've seen so far. Yes. Which one would be best suited by that much money? Oh, I know exactly what I'd do. What? I would take. <laughs> What was the one that we did? Uh, it was the one about the dreams. Dream Girl. Dream Girl. I yeah. would take Dream Girl and I would just make aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had $100 million, God damn it, I'm going to make aliens no matter what. Uh, 
gin no chaser is just stuck in my head. No, I would make, um, because it's always stuck in my head, it's, it's implanted in my brain because it's so terrible. Um, no, what was the one with the um, uh, back uh, painkiller? Oh, yeah, that's painkiller. Uh, yeah. I would I might I might do like painkiller as a like a a horror movie. My wife? Yes. <laughs> Where they can now afford someone on the other With end Borat. of the phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would do inside the closet. Oh yeah. I take it back. And the reason why I would take that because then I would make it feature length. Mm-hmm. And I think the first half an hour is the episode as it is, just redone. And then the second half, or the so it's I had like twenty minutes. So the last hour is them fig- is somebody figuring it out. That's great. Mm-hmm. Is okay. like the uh, the the sister or somebody. Would you update the puppet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's where a lot of your money would go. It would still have to be a practical effect, though. Yes, I would yeah. want it to be practical because I feel like it loses a lot if it was just a CGI thing. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But yeah, I think I think you give Tom Savini a budget. Uh, uh, oh, I'd, I'd give K and B a budget. Yeah, <laughs> done. Yep, done. There we go. Great question. Nice. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the writers' room though for this episode. Okay. Is there anything we would have changed? Because I liked this one, I was less apt to think about how I would change it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with um, with Dream Girl, that's all I could think of mm-hmm. from the beginning. Yeah, I liked it as as a whole piece for what it was for the time. I mean, we could update, you know, the makeup and, you know, polish it up a little bit, but I like the core story of it. Yeah. I don't think I would change it. I, I think if I were to do anything, um, I feel like the ending just needed a bigger punch. Yeah. Um, I don't exactly know how you would do that because you've got, you, you've got him as this, like, there wasn't enough friction there. <clears throat> For him to, like, they didn't set the trap well enough, meaning that, like, the whole episode, they are setting the trap, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the way that everything is assembled needed to be tighter for the tension to be there for the payoff that they were trying to get to. Yeah, the reveal at the end wasn't a surprise. Um, maybe if there was, you know, a wife or somebody that was coming to pick him up later after his car accident or something, and they got to see that that he was a zombie or whatever he is now. I don't know. Yeah, and then they see their husband in the cage. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess he's not doing any more circus reviews. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the last line of the episode. <laughs> somebody should hold up their hands and say, well... I guess that column's ended. <laughs> she wistfully looks at him and goes, well, should have had more popcorn. <laughs> so I, I think that what I would have done just to maybe, God, make it more believable is make it more of a period piece when they actually had circuses. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, I mean... Wh- when, whenever I would watch uh, something wicked this way comes, mm-hmm. right? That takes place in like the twenties or thirties. Makes a lot more sense because there were a lot more circuses yeah. and traveling sideshows and stuff like that in 1986. Can you ever remember a traveling sideshow coming through this area? No. Besides Jim Rose, no. Um, but this felt kind of. I thought this was a little period-ish. You think? I, I I think it was trapped in a time. I would have just from the smoking and the noirness of it. I would have. But there were no saxophones, man. That is correct. I mean, I tried to ham fist some uh, Red Shoe Diaries in, and it just didn't work for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that Frankenstein was so poorly constructed. <laughs> I I think just it didn't have the benefit of modern medicine. Yeah. Or stitches. Right. <laughs> that was just horse glue. See all that stuff in there? That's why your robot didn't work. <laughs> Jen, give us a scale. Uh, on a uh, scale of one to ten, how many uh, lamb bags would you give this episode? <laughs> I would give it a solid eight. That lamb was probably okay. That, that yeah, lamb that's... has a, a, uh, an associate producer credit. I think the lamb is fine. <laughs> uh, Maddie, you said eight? Eight. 
Okay. I, too, give it an eight. I, too, give it an eight. That's number wang, friends. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Uh, would this be a must-watch or a recommended watch? I think this would be a recommended for the series because I think this is a really good representation yeah. of a pretty decent episode. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's... Like you said, there was the soft middle of season two, yeah. pretty much all of season one. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good representation of what the series can be. Yes. Um, it was an entertaining watch. I was never not entertained, mm-hmm. whether it was, you know, la- laughing at the, <laughs> the filled uh, sock with peanut butter mm-hmm. or um, Draculon. I was always entertained, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's definitely not... Something where I'd be like, oh, my God, guys, you have to see this episode. You know, it's just something that I'd say, oh, you like you like Tales from the Dark Side? Have you ever seen The Circus? Give it a shot. What do you think, Matt? Would you call it a must-watch? No, no I'm going to say recommended. Right. I'm going to go recommended. But uh, I'm running out of time for must That's why I'm on the fence. Well, I mean, there's uh, there's it's, parlor it's floor fun, right? Yeah. Like that one. That one. I was think that we a all must ag- watch. I thought we all agreed yeah, that should so. be a must watch. Yeah, that yeah. was a great episode. Okay, yeah, this is a recommended. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash T from the Dark Side. You can also find us on Instagram at T from the Dark Side. If you like Twitter, it's TFTDS pod. And if you like email, it's T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much, Go Comedy Improv yes. Theater. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. And Jen. And and Jen. It's too late. (laughs) Um, Slasher Dave does our theme song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Rudolph drew our amazing cover. Uh, I have stickers. Um, Y'all like stickers? But I don't have them here. Psych. Because I'm great at planning. (laughs) Oh. But if you give me a self-addressed stamped envelope... Care of dark side stickers. <laughs> we'll bring stickers. We'll bring stickers up here next time uh, you guys are around. We will leave a, a cash. What's the secret password to get a sticker from dark the box? side? Dark side. Boom. Done. Um, there's one more thing though. Um, God, what was it? Mm. This week uh, we needed to do something. Laundry. Uh, yeah, but grocery shopping. Yeah, I need some more food, but uh. Try to enjoy the daylight? Try to enjoy the daylight. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. try to enjoy the daylight. Bye, everybody! Bye, Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.